0: Ya, me tau, come out tau, sa arsi, when I demaramach. So hit the ya mayin, doshi demaramach, sa arsi my child ditsen. Gumoi demaramach, oh, sa arsi mak patronai anik.
1: Welcome to Emergence Magazine's podcast. I'm Emmanuel Vaughn Lee executive editor of Emergence Magazine, located on the unceded ancestral lands of the Coast Miwok people of present-day Marin County. Each week, we feature a new interview, narrated essay, or story, exploring the threads connecting ecology, culture, and spirituality. This week, We are revisiting an episode of our Language Keepers podcast series in honor of Marie Wilcox, the last fluent speaker of the Wukchumni language and the creator of the first and only Wukchumni dictionary. On Saturday, September 25th, 2021, Marie passed away at the age of 88. Marie was a remarkable woman who was deeply committed to her family, the Wukchumni language, and to the native language revitalization movement. She worked tirelessly for years to create the Wook Chumney Dictionary, a resource that will serve her family and community for generations to come. I first met Marie in 2014 when I made a film about Marie and her work called Marie's Dictionary. At the time, the language was gaining little traction, and other than her daughter Jennifer and great-grandson Jonathan, Few were dedicating the time needed to become fluent speakers. Undeterred but uncertain about the fate of their language, Marie and Jennifer continued their work on the dictionary. Five years later, in early 2019, we went back to spend time with Marie and found that her daughter, Jennifer, had started teaching regular Wakchumni classes to members of the community the dictionary had become an inspiration to other Native communities working to revitalize their own languages. And within Marie's family, speaking Wukchumni had become a collective effort across four generations. This episode spans those five years weaving these stories together and documenting many years of Marie's remarkable work and dedication. Marie is survived by a loving family Who, as you're about to hear in this episode, are continuing her legacy and honoring the work she has done for her language. You'll hear the voices of Marie, her daughter Jennifer, cousin Sheila, great granddaughter Destiny, great grandson Jonathan, and her great great grandson Oliver. I was honored to know Marie and to be able to share her story over the years and feel so grateful to be able to share her story with you
2: Amen na om your no bakhshana me khud pa how wait what's in with the patch Amen with the patch my in shonna kya yo how it my ko Oh, oh, weave. Weave. So this month we'll be working on um, baskets, materials, tools, different things regarding basket weaving. I've always welcomed anybody and everybody to come to class, you know, that wants to learn the language. All
0: right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Hoped. Hoped. Kachamage.
1: At the age of 86, Marie Wilcox is the only remaining fluent speaker of the Wukchumni language. As a first language speaker, Marie grew up speaking Wukchumni with her grandmother. But after her grandmother passed, the language began to slip away, and she ultimately spent most of her life speaking English while working in the local citrus groves and raising her family. The Wukchumni are part of the broader Yokuts tribal group, and have lived in the area now known as Central California for millennia. Before European contact, as many as 50,000 yokuts lived in the region. But those numbers have steadily diminished. Today, it's estimated that fewer than 200 wukchumni remain. We first shared Marie's story in 2014 with the short film Marie's Dictionary, originally published in The New York Times. The story shared how, in her 60s, Marie felt compelled to return to her language. And with the help of her daughter, Jennifer Malone, Marie spent 20 years compiling the first ever Wukchumni dictionary. When we filmed this story six years ago, basic Wukchumni classes were being offered at a local tribal community center. But the language was gaining little traction. And other than Jennifer and her grandson, few were dedicating the time needed to learn Mukchumni. undeterred but uncertain about the fate of their language marie and jennifer continued to expand and refine the dictionary
2: i think it was like 19 eighty nine mom started teaching us the language because it was just part of her and she said that she wanted to teach us the language so that um, she would have someone to talk to Amuye <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: what what'd you say mother you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my mother learned her Rakchamani language from her grandmother when she was very young. Mom's age was seven or eight when her grandmother passed away. When she passed away, she said that everything went with her.
0: I left my Indian language behind when my grandma died. So that was it. Since 91, I started remembering uh, our words. Lake, ocean, sea, Paasi. Paasi, my duktin Lame, Watukwita. I'd write them down on one, uh, pieces of paper anywhere I was sitting, and then, I'd try to keep it in one I, spot, but then I'd, I'd lose yeah. it, and I'd have to Look again for the same words. <laughs> I don't know how many times. One more. Wake up uh, probably about one o'clock or somewhere around <laughs> there. Write down a word. <laughs> Just thinking. I guess I dream about it or something. Maybe my grandma's trying to tell me remember, remember. <laughs> Lard, oil, grease, hecha. Chantela Hecha otoy. I couldn't speak it, didn't know how to put a sentence together. I just wanted to learn the words again. Late, last one, behind. Kutoi. Kutoi Machant within.
2: I was very surprised she could remember all that from her age, young age, that uh, her grandmother had left her. She just started writing down her words on envelopes and papers, you know. And so she'd sit up night after night typing on the computer, which she was never a computer person, but she wanted to do this and so she never let any of us do the typing, it had to be her because that was her writing system and her way that she wanted to create the dictionary. So every single page that's in there is hers.
0: I'm just a pecker, one word at a time. And uh, I was slow, just peck, peck, peck. So when I had all these words together, I thought it would be a good idea to try to make a dictionary. I didn't say that I wanted to save it for anybody else to learn, I just wanted to get it together. Flat. Irish. Denshi Matan wish. Every morning I'd, you know, uh, have my coffee and uh, have a sandwich and uh, then I'd get right on that.
2: It was amazing to hear the language because, you know, most people think it's all gone and I felt that it was gone too. But just to have mom bring it back, it was just beautiful to hear the language and to hear her telling a story. To me, it seemed like she was just shining, you know, because it was kind of like bringing her grandmother with her all the time.
0: Lay down, enel, enel yo entry.
2: It took many years for her to do this dictionary. She loved doing it. She would work many hours late at night and get up and work on it during the day. And uh, the X sound. Oh, that's the hardest one for everybody. <laughs> they don't I've been working Hell. with Mom oh, on this difficult dictionary difficult for difficult all dictionary? the years, huh? and I've helped a, her a lot. A, right here. Oh, there. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, <clears throat> the T-R sound and the C-H sound sounds a little bit alike to me, but uh, I know... I know. ts uh-huh. Got it? I got it. Yeah. I feel it very frustrating <laughs> because she she wanted to make sure I knew how to say the words right. So if I would say something and she can't hear that well, that's not how I said it. you know I would kind of get scolded. We gotta go through this whole thing again because I didn't
0: like the sentences they didn't make sense to me. Oh
2: it just seemed like it would take forever. I am very surprised that we've gotten as far as we have.
0: Leaf. Dup-dup. Me and my grandson are uh, trying to record our dictionary from uh, A to Z. Learn. The whole dictionary took me about seven years. So <laughs> that was a lot of work for me. Language, talk, speak.
1: Six years after filming Marie's dictionary, we returned to visit Marie and witness the current Wokchumni language revitalization efforts. Jennifer is now teaching regular language classes to members of the community. The dictionary has become an inspiration to indigenous communities around the world who are working to revitalize their own languages. And within Marie's family, speaking Wokchumni has become a collective effort across four generations.
3: My cousin
2: is toothless person. <laughs> <laughs> Which one?
3: <laughs> That's a secret. Oh. Uh, oh.
2: In the last few years, we have picked up more students that are really advancing. Sheila Shep burden basket. Sheila is my cousin. Burden basket. At first she felt really intimidated. She wanted to make sure that she said things right. Uh, to me she's the one that has advanced so much.
3: Sheila throat. Hasad Nim Hede. Hoyoish Nim Sheila. Nim Injana and Hoyoish Shianike. My mom growing up. Uh, she would talk to me in the language. And she would scold me at times because she wanted me to learn, but it wasn't really a priority. But it was important to me, but work was always there. Plus, I got married. Eventually, I had to take care of her. She lived with me. She would still throw words out at me, but uh, I knew in time that uh, I was gonna lose my language. So when I lost my mom, I felt like I lost myself. So I talked to Jennifer about it and I told myself, I'm gonna go back to my language. And from that day on, that emptiness went away. And I told Jennifer that it was my goal to learn as much as I can. And as long as Marie is here, I told Marie, I'll always be here. I'll learn with her. That's the fish. Cradleboard. Growing up, I knew her her family. I knew her brothers, sisters. They were my aunts and uncles. And they're all gone now. And Marie's the last one. And I would think about that. And I told Marie, I said, you're here for a reason. And uh, I know it's sad for her to think that way because they're all gone, but, but she's here for a reason. It's, it's to help us keep our language going. It's sad because I know she wishes that more young people would be interested or make the time to learn, but you can't make them. You can't make them come here. And it's just sad because once she's gone, That's it. And those people that aren't learning it right now, they'll be saying, I wished I would have sat down with her. I wished I would have listened to her. My mom and aunt and the old people said that in their time. Well, we're saying it in our time. If we lose our language, it's like we don't exist
2: anymore. Oh, this is what I want picked out for Destiny. Our next word is "stick out your tongue." Destiny Palatwi. <laughs> my granddaughter Destiny has really gotten excited about working with the language with me. What is right now? I think my main goal is to get her incredible. to doing is phrases. Her name
4: for that? Makaadna paakana shondich.
2: Shonged it. Shonged it. Shonged it.
4: Shonged it. I can understand it more than I can say it, so I kind of well, got to get over that getting it out of my mouth. Like <laughs> trying to be like my uh, my my muknitchi Hede <laughs> nim apori paan nim destiny. My Native American name is Apori and Paan, which is sunshine of two worlds. My grandma says it's the Native American world and the white world. As a young person, it's hard to combine both of those worlds. It's almost like I have this duty to be a part of it, you know, and sometimes it can be hard to stay committed to that, but I try my best. I've always been learning McChemney from the time I was small, and I actually didn't realize how much I was learning until now. Like, when we talk together, I'm like, oh, I know that. Like, I didn't know that I know that, but I do. The fluency part, it is hard. But it's something that I can dedicate my life to and hopefully be there within, I couldn't even say a couple years. It would probably take a lifetime. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have a gray strap for the cradle board. Um,
2: This strap was a new word too. The strap for the cradle board is is a one word thing. I am so proud of the things that Destiny has with our language and wanting to be um, part of carrying on our culture and using our language to pass this on. If you guys had noticed, uh, Crystal typed up our basket weaving ways. It looks really nice. And uh, the rules that we always go by. Can you tell me one rule, Destiny? Do not weave while you're troubled. Do not weave while you're troubled. Basket weaving is our rules of life, basically, you know, so all of that ties in together. And when she spends time with me, I think that's all I really talk to her about, you know, is the things that we do. That that helps a lot. Yeah. I can put what baby basket? bis. Uh, do you put a newborn baby in? Uh-huh. Destiny?
4: Temptibus.
2: Dep- 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 yeah, I got it, okay.
4: It is hard to be fully committed to being Native, but also living in today's world of being English and just living life. Since 2017, when I had my son, it was like, I wanted to do it for him. I wanted to make sure that it was there for him when it was his time. <laughs> I'm doing ten. <time. laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm doing ten, Oliver. Tell
0: Grandma,
2: <laughs> I got my poop. Graham can't see. Okay, next page. Look, look, turn the page. Turn it over. My grandkids have been my inspiration. Right. Are we? And with my mm-hmm. new great-grandson, I just feel so excited to pass anything on to him, you know, so that he can okay. grow up with our language.
4: Look at Benoy Ubesh, February. Mm-hmm. I've worked on making a little flipbook for my son. One of the main things that I want to do is make sure that he's hearing the Wachumni first before he figures out the English. Sobo Mayan, I want to bundle up with our blankets. Oh, <laughs> with your blankets. It is special to have your great-great-grandma there in the first years of your life. That's when you learn everything, you know, in your first couple years of life. And he's going to have that. He, I don't know if he'll ever remember it, but I hope he does, you know? like. And every time they're together I'm like, oh you gotta take a picture of them. <laughs> like I want them to be together, you know, like we try to capture that moment any chance we get. <laughs> oh up Nakamakmash Mum. Oh I love you so much.
0: Do you love me? <laughs> I know he's picking up on it real good right now. Cause he even listens to me when I tell him Jukwe or Hama. What do you want? Nims, me. Tell
4: him, great great grandma. Fun fun na na. Okay, so min Leila.
2: You know, mom's always said she just wants someone to talk to, and with him being so little, you know, if he says that, hey, she'll be excited. Eka,
0: weyomi, tamino, who is <laughs> she?
2: I'm hoping that he will have someone to talk to. He's going to have a little cousin coming in March, so maybe they can get together and learn the language, and he will be the teacher.
4: (gasps) There's your page.
2: Probably teaching his mom, too.
4: (laughs) The fire is warm. A long time ago, our ancestors learned it from the beginning, so I feel like my son is our next step to get it to that point. You know, like, since he's so small, like, he, he's just gonna be able to soak it up like a sponge. As long as we have our resources and things that we can look back on, I can continue my great grandma's legacy, his great grandma's legacy, and and mine as well. this one. Look at this.
2: The thing that makes me feel good is how my kids feel about her. You know, she's their whole world. And, uh, they'd do anything in the world for her.
0: Yeah, it seems like that. (laughs) They're so,
2: uh, they're so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. I know that everybody knows how hard mom has worked on this, but from me to her, a big thank you. And um, she has just given us so much. My role, I feel, is to archive it all make sure that it gets documented and put somewhere to where 100 years from now our families will be able to access and to be able to speak and it will keep going i think she has a little confidence in me
0: (laughs) there's about five that really i have confidence in that they will carry it on and they'll be teaching. There should be more. I know there should be more, but I don't know. I can't, I can't say. It's just a a dream that I've had, I guess you'd say, that uh, I could hear the language spoken again uh, and uh, with me because who I miss the most is my grandma and speaking the language and uh, what she just the things that she taught me. And I just want to uh, hear my uh, family speak it, the language again because there's no one else to speak with. <laughs> mm. Ya mechau kamu kau chachi when i demand much trochi deya mai to the marriage to archy my chanti i to your are with to you a dead. I have said you with her. Ha ha ha. doubt. Hey, she Put on
1: Language Keepers is produced in partnership with advocates for Indigenous California language survival. You can experience video introductions and accompanied biographies of the voices you hear at languagekeepers.us. Acknowledging the original Indigenous inhabitants of the land you live on is a key step towards healing the legacy of colonization. You can do this by visiting native land.ca or downloading the Native Land app developed by Native Land Digital. This episode is produced and directed by Adam Lofton and Emanuel Vaughn Lee. It's edited by Adam Lofton and narrated by Emanuel Vaughn Lee. Original music by Matthew Atticus Berger and H. Scott Salinas. Narration is written by Adam Lofton, Chelsea Steinauer-Scudder, and Emanuel Vaughn Lee. Sound mix and design is by D. Chris Smith. Sound recording is by Ben Solitianu, with additional production support from Devon Talliton. Language Keepers would not have been possible without the collaboration and support of the Ni, Kuruk, Wukchumni, and Kauaiasoo communities featured in this podcast. Emergence Magazine is an initiative of Kalyapaya Foundation. Our original essays, films, in-depth interviews and rich multimedia explore the threads connecting ecology, culture, and spirituality. You can subscribe to our podcast wherever podcasts are found. To subscribe to our newsletter and check out more of our stories, visit emergencemagazine.org.